Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, Batman.
Batman. That is the question of the week. I can't wait to dive into it. Can we say his last name and Batman at the same time? We'll try all the variations, including Batwoman. We got a trailer. We talked about it last week, and then they dropped a full trailer on us. We're going to get into it, and we are joined by a perfect guest for today, for episode 306 of Heroes, at long last... We got Roxy. Hi. I cannot believe we managed to not cross paths on this show for as long as we did. Like, I must have pissed somebody off. Well, it's not. We got you as soon as we could. Yeah. um, Which one of them? We've been in simultaneous recording for a while, but with with the new schedule, finally, we've stolen you. We're not giving you back. We didn't tell you that, just so you know. Keep me forever, please. This is what I love to talk about. And by the way, it's definitely Battenson. Robert Battenson. Is it not our bats, though? They both work. Both work. Robert Battenson is... Well, our, our bats feels like we're trying to take possession over him, you know? Oh, like, whose our... bats, bats are these? It's our bats. Now, <laughs> before we get sick of Robert Battenson on Twitter, because it's coming, mm-hmm. on February 5th, I said Robert Battenson in a tweet claiming he was Batman, so I'm claiming it early. Back in February, I was one of the first to say Robert Battenson, February 5th. Prove it. I got the tweet. I'll, pu- I'll tweet it again. Until I'll show I see you after. You're going to retweet your own tweet? Yeah, I don't right. love when people With do that. With the caption saying, told you so like a monster. Hashtag receipts, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag the worst. Not a huge uh, fan of that. We no. should clarify that we are in the, like, currently, as of this filming, we are in the, it seems extremely likely <laughs> level of certainty for this casting. It's been reported that he is in talks to play Bruce Wayne in Matt Reeves' The Batman, uh, but we've also heard that other folks are still in the running and that they're still working out a deal. So we are living in that land of, it seems very likely that we have our new Batman. What do we think? I personally love Robert Pattinson as Batman. I, I've said it for months. I think his arrogant persona that people that hate Twilight see him as is Bruce Wayne and I think his actual impossible talent in indie filmmaking is Batman. I think he's actually lived both these things. His superhero origin story is dealing with Hall H and Twilight fans. Like <laughs> He's ready for this world. He's seen the darkness and I feel like he's made for brooding. If you watch The Rover, it shows how much he can do with very little words. If you've seen Good Time, you can see the versatility of him as someone that isn't playing showy and then you can also watch anything from like Cosmopolis. He basically played, played Bruce Wayne in a limo like he's done so much work right like he's done so much work that really reflects this but unfortunately people only see the one thing so to me he's perfect out of everyone they mentioned he's the guy I wanted most so I'm really happy it worked out and I think if you have you seen kiss kiss bang bang yes I think the Colin Farrell trying to save five million dollars off his thing is the Nick Holt thing I think that it's basically a Warner Brothers like hey you're gonna have to break that down so uh, when you have a, a person up for a, like a five picture deal you often want to leak that there's other people in the running and especially naming names Nick Holt's an incredible actor and I also, I'd love Nick Holt, but I think Nick Holt is in the headlines of like, by the way, Robert Pattinson, we've got Nick Holt right over there. So, so our, for our viewers, you're saying that a similar casting and negotiation situation may be playing out, and that's why we might be hearing these inconsistent reports, if it is similar to some behind-the-scenes stories from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. a wonderful movie that you should all watch, by the way. No, so in the movie, the running joke is that Colin Farrell's up for the role. And oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? And they bring him in as like, oh, blah, 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 and they brought him in so he, they'd lower Colin Farrell's rate. Like, so Colin Farrell ended up getting the role, and he was just going through the motions. So I feel like... I apparently don't remember that. (laughs) So I feel like there's definitely a conversation of, like, we want him on a five-picture deal. We want a certain rate and all that stuff. I feel like it's his. It's just a matter of them, like, crossing the T's, dot in the I's. Okay. Roxy, what do you think? I think, uh, going off of what you just said, I don't actually think that's what's happening, but I'll get to that in a second. When it comes to uh, keeping the receipts, I feel (laughs) very lucky that I have 
maybe 80 hours of content of me saying that my number one favorite choice for Batman is Robert Pattinson. And everybody that followed in the past year since Batfleck was rumored to be leaving saying, you're a moron. How could you think this? There is no chance. And especially after he was cast in the Christopher Nolan movie uh, and he was going to be with Warner Brothers, some people were like, okay, that means he's definitely not going to be here. I was thinking, okay, well, we're already in-house. So I have... So many hours to prove. I was like, we should see if Roxy's available because I know she loves DC. But what I did is pull you on for a victory lap. Oh, but yes. Yes. Absolutely. Please take it. Yes. And I I will be here all year. (laughs) I love this choice. It is not only a good choice. It is my number one choice. There is nobody else. Not even if you gave me Jake Gyllenhaal, who I love more than anything, would I feel more excited than I feel about Robert Pattinson. Okay, so why? Give us the, the big, the breakdown. All of the reasons that Koi just named absolutely are true, but I also think that we're going to get more surprises with him. Mm. We don't know the kind of Batman we're going to be able to see with him. We know he has chops, and if you've only seen him in Twilight, you're not allowed to be part of this conversation. I'm, <laughs> you're allowed to say, I haven't seen him in anything else, and I don't think the guy from Twilight makes sense, but you're not allowed to say that he doesn't make sense in general if that's the only thing you've seen him in, because guess what? It's one role, yeah. and that's not fair to an actor that you're judging it based on off of one role in a very different kind of series that does not make sense. So go ahead, educate yourself, check out his other filmography, and then if you don't like him, then your voice should be heard. But I think after seeing everything that Koi just named and knowing that he has ridiculous range, I mean, even in something like Damsel that came out last year, which was a god-awful film, he was a (laughs) shining star. Uh, And I, I think that he's just perfect. All the people that hadn't seen Four Feathers, I'm Not There, Candy, uh, any of Heath Ledger's work beyond A Night's Tale or Ten Things when the Joker was cast. This feels so familiar. There is. It, it, that was a, 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 there's been a lot of discussion on the fact that we've, we've been here before. The folks who remember the 80s better than I'm going to say any of us will remind you that Michael Keaton was not well received as a casting. It's just nerds didn't have the internet. They had newsletters and bulletin boards. For me, the Michael Keaton parallel definitely plays to Batman, but I feel like the people like Heath Ledger actually went from like, I'm the guy that's in all these things and I don't want to be let me do indies so it's it's a beautiful parallel if Heath Ledger didn't want to be the guy that said beer flavored nipples on 10 things about you he didn't want to be the guy hey, that movie was a, amazing no, no, and I will fight you no but he he fought against that line like I love 10 things about you but he didn't think that line as a character his character would say okay and I, I always will not liked, fight you I will throw you a party because I'm really excited I know that too I much know about Heath Ledger I was ready to have your back though, yeah. just so you know <laughs> I was ready 10 things is one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time but I love that Heath Ledger stood up for himself to the point where he'd argue individual lines being in or out of character and then left Heath Ledger literally went to He's SAG. Right about that line. He yeah. went to SAG events and ate the food instead of taking boy band roles again after 10 things because he couldn't afford his own food and like that's the integrity he had mm. and did a bunch of indies, did movies that were taking chances. I feel like Pattinson's that guy. And, and that's why me? I feel like this is going to be a great Batman because he's taking the first blockbuster role of a first franchise that he feels strongly enough to shape it his way. Sure. But because of that, that's why I don't think you're right, Koi, with why the negotiations are still going on or Mm. why they're announcing other people. Pattinson is somebody we've seen who has been working in the indie circuit for almost a decade now. And he money clearly is not the main factor for him. It's not a huge motivation for him. He wants to read this script before he signs on to this project. Mm. He wants to make sure that he has creative consulting ability. He Mm -hmm. wants to argue for the actual art as opposed to his wallet, which is what we've seen him do so far. Now, do I know this for a fact? 
absolutely not. I, I This is just me looking at his career, seeing how he shaped it, and guessing that this has nothing to do with him fighting for dollars and cents. Because trust me, they're giving him a few, a few mil for this one. He'll be just fine. <laughs> this has to do with him making sure that this is something he wants to work on. Because guess what? There's probably not going to be just one. That's what I, I was thinking is more about the picture count. I, I was thinking he might be negotiating, like, trying not to do, like, nine. Like, I, I, I'm so worried about... there's an element about- of deals where actors sign on for multiple pictures, yeah. and it's something that they always have to weigh because you're giving up a chunk of your life and the creative that you can't and you know you're working with Matt Reeves now but who will you be working with tomorrow etc that's more of what I think that's why the other names are coming out is it, it might be that and if I hadn't had Robert Pattinson as an option Nick Holt I'd be like yeah Nick Holt's Batman because I love Nick Holt as well mm. but I agree now that there's this name it's been my number one pick there's no one else I could even see I, I'm very established I'm in and even the villain rumors like the we've we have these rumors about Penguin and Catwoman and I, I think that's a really interesting thing that's misleading us I feel like they announced those two first because it's going to be like 12 rogues it's gonna be an arca movie it's gonna be a detective movie and they're intentionally throwing us off the trail by saying those two names because we'll talk and of about course them they haven't terms. officially announced penguin and catwoman we just have folks saying like our sources are hearing that right. it's penguin and catwoman we don't really know any of that stuff yet but what would your be your take on a big rogues gallery movie i think that that would be great but i it's hard to start moving to the other pieces when we're not a hundred percent sure that it's pattinson and mm. you know we think that this is a, a world's finest detective movie and so i need to know what reeve's take on that is do i have a problem with going with the penguin no i don't i don't have a problem with that and i know a ton of people out there do and i get why but i think what I'm coming fresh off of is Gotham mm-hmm. as a huge Gotham fan. And I know, and I know that that gets some looks sometimes, but what we just saw, uh, in, in, uh, Penguin was so unbelievable. I'm kind of ready for some more. Uh, and I love Catwoman as well. So I think that that would be fun, but there's a ton of people that would be great. Are you kidding? Batman has the best villains of all time. He does basically have the best rogues gallery. The rogues gallery is incredible. <laughs> and, and the actors that could play them right now, like with comic movies doing what they are, they can get these titans of industry to play these rogues that deserve it. Like now, I can see there being a 20-person cast of all incredible people. But you don't want to uh, – you obviously don't want to overload one movie. You don't want to get beyond your ability to deliver. Like you, you don't want sort of if – you, if you cast these rogues, you want to cast them as well as possible. And then you don't necessarily want to cast them with these perfect picks that you're only going to get two minutes of if you know you're never going to be able to develop them later we've seen that before with other movies we had paul giamatti playing a spider villain uh and that sounds amazing <laughs> but we you know we never really got a chance to see that develop mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna say uh so it is like i hope that they're planning ahead with that although maybe maybe it would just be fun to be like whatever 14 rogues we're only doing one movie let's just do this i think that if we can get pattinson to sign on to a three or five arc thing right so he's got to appear in at least three to five movies because by the way that's only smart for warner brothers to do after what just happened with ben affleck if we have to go to another batman again in three years that's really not a good look so i think that they have to get him to sign on on to a multi-picture deal then i think we can introduce a lot of people in the first one knowing that we're going to explore them in the second and third as well but i do agree with what you're saying that if we're getting these major talents signed on i don't want to see five minutes of penguin and six minutes of Riddler and three minutes of Mr. Freeze and four, you know, like that just doesn't, uh, it doesn't. 
It's one of those things that does speak to the difference between mediums, because in comics you can throw in <laughs> one panel of somebody, and it's just a f- great, fun, like, Easter egg. But for movies, you literally have to go out, get an Oscar-winning actor, design a costume for them, book them for this time, and then give us our fun cameo of two minutes. It's just a different calculus. Yeah, I agree. Now, with Batwoman, we have an opportunity to do long-form a lot of these similar rogues, a lot of these similar characters. And what I find fascinating is, at the same time, we're getting a CW Batwoman show, we're getting a new Batman, and we haven't had any Bat stuff in the CW until like this last year. They've started to bring it more into the fold. I mean, Gotham just ended. Is there a law of conservation of Gothams where they were just like, that one's done, we get to have <laughs> new Bat stuff? It does feel that way. I mean, we've done it before with uh, Arrow, with Amanda Waller, and then moving over to Suicide Squad, and we've had to do the same thing with Deadshot and Deathstroke, and like, you... I, I don't know why Flash seems to play by his own rules. Where <laughs> He's Flash of two worlds. He gets to do that. He just is like the only one. But yes, I do feel like they're like, okay, and close that door. And now we're opening another one. But it's like you have a multiverse for a reason. Use it, bro. Use it. I <laughs> will Who say, cares? my favorite thing about the trailer is, I, as you said, they get to play with all of the toys of Batman now. But my favorite thing about the trailer that we just got, which is out there right now for the new Batwoman CW show, is that the trailer does set up this kind of like, it's going to be a similar sort of Batman's missing for mysterious reasons. Here's a Gotham show. But more importantly to me, this trailer takes time to set up the stuff that makes this specifically Kate Kane's story. Mm-hmm. And that has me very excited it's because m- I love that story. Shout out to Batwoman Elegy by Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams. I'm just going to say it on every show that this comes up on. You should. Um, because it's great and her story is great. And I don't want to see it just be a Batman show, but we're not allowed to use Batman. Yeah. So finding that balance is really important to me, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I agree with that. I love that we explain why she has that hair, which <laughs> is I'm never going to let a man take credit for what a woman does. I'm not Batman. Look at me, just mm. so you know. My favorite thing about the trailer, though, was how Gotham looks. Mm. I mean, it was just like how this everything is stunning, how everything is shot, how how brilliant it looked the actual like hand holding we're going to tell you what's going on through the, our entire There's pilot a lot thing. of story in there yeah and we're meeting I, that villain real early i wish i found that out in the pilot instead of in this two minute trailer which was just a two minute truncated version of the pilot mm. but it looks cool for me, it was uh, actually the opposite. I liked that this was a three-minute pilot because I've been worried about the, like you said, the hair and like how the cape is so important and how they threw the red into the cape. I've been worried about how they'd introduce her after she was already introduced in the in the crossover, after they already brought her to the fold. I was like, but we don't know her yet. Why is she? So the trailer, for me, kind of answered the questions that the show left me with when we last met her. So now I'm more invested in the pilot because I feel like they're aware that we're comic fans. I feel like them having the pilot basically be three minutes of the the comic we all know her from is like, hey, CW fans and comic fans, we're listening. Here it is. So I'm I'm a little bit more hyped because of the amount that they they did fan service wise and uh, the the Gotham flavor. I like that it doesn't feel like any other CW show. I really like that it doesn't. It's not going to feel like a continuation of Flash. It's going to be its own thing over here. It's not Supergirl. It's bad. Like. For me, I'm all in. It is interesting because they're going to face an interesting challenge, which is that, like, Arrow was a, you know, a wild, now genre-defining success, but in part, like, we all used to lovingly be like, look, it's not Batman. <laughs> because to develop that show, they leaned into a lot of classic sort of Batman-esque vigilante storytelling. Um, and so, in some ways, they're, like, they have to figure out how to define the world of Batwoman to make sure it doesn't just look like early season Star City. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I'm excited. I don't like big takeaways. 
Uh, I think it's smart to have the comedy be up front because of how stoic the character is. Mm. I think it was really smart to build a supporting cast that's like as as zesty as they have. Uh, and I really think it's smart to lean into what makes her different than any other bat person. Like, they, they really are like, you know what I mean? Like, this is what separates her from everyone else. We're going to make that the forefront. It's in the trailer. It's important to the character. It's important to the audience. And it's overdue. So I, I, I'm glad the trailer didn't shy away from it. It was like, look here! So I, I was happy. What are we calling her? Rubat Rose? Ruby Rose? Rubat, yeah. But oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we need a name, right? Uh, you were like, Ruby Rose. Like, her name is Ru- Ruby? <laughs> <laughs> you can't pronounce Ruby? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Ruby Bat, it's, it's a hard bat one. Bat the bat rose. The, it's the one syllable uh, second. Unfortunately, she already has a comic book name. Yeah, which I makes know. it really hard to you know. That's like, tough. Ruby Rose is a comic book name. Yeah, if there was a secret identity of Batwoman that was Ruby Rose, be like, Bye. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> My biggest takeaway from this is just how hard I am rooting for Ruby Rose mm. or whatever we want to call her now. Yeah. I think that she deserves this victory times ten because of all of the crap that we, and I say we, not meaning we at this table, we as in the people put her through getting cast in this role, mm. which was disgusting. And I think that she's ready to prove to the world as uh, the character and as the actress, piss off. <laughs> like, I, this is me, and I'm ready to fully embrace this character. Uh, and I, I hope that she knocks it out of the park. And from what we've seen in the trailer, I think she does. And it's interesting because it's there's wildly different circumstances, obviously. But what you were just talking about with the kind of meta quality of casting Robert Pattinson in a role mm-hmm. where, like, you know, something that he got shit for due to things that were totally out of his control. And, like, we can get into that later. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Twilight backlash backlasher because I watched some of the reaction at, to that. And, like, whatever you think of the series itself is totally valid. But some of the, like, responses to it were driven, let's say, by bad faith concerns by being mad about the people who liked it, by being mad about who it appealed to, by being mad about whether vampires belong to Comic-Con, which they obviously do. Uh, it's like, so with all that history there and some of that meta, like that, that something to prove quality, that what you think I am versus what I really am quality, it is interesting the way that this, that the casting and acting out of this role where you're like, does Batwoman have a chip on her shoulder? Yeah, of course she does. Based on what she's lived through, based on the things she has to prove, that makes sense for her as a character, and it would be silly to leave that on the table and not use it in your storytelling. Art imitating life, imitating art. Yeah, and it's <laughs> not that everybody has to be doing their own biography all the time, but like when you have that there, when you have Robert Downey Jr. making a redemption movie as a superhero... <laughs> Maybe you pay attention to what you can do there. And I have to say, selfishly, 2018 was the year of the spider. We had the video game. We had Spider-Verse. We had Tom Holland in a movie. This feels like Batman and Batwoman. The Bat family getting this surge of newfound popularity. And the fact that our two big stories today are Bat-related. As Batman's my favorite character in DC, Spider-Man's my Marvel guy, I'm so happy that we're about to get like new takes in these characters. That we've learned so many things on TV and film that we're going to get a brand new, very polished, very exciting. Like It's the golden age of superheroes. We're getting a new Batman. Man and a Batwoman. It's amazing. I'm looking behind you as you're talking because of how, like, I'm also hearing you, but more importantly, <laughs> just looking at Robert Pattinson's face. He's so ready. He's so there. It I mean, is, there's a real, we're all going to have to get, like, folks who are less familiar with his indie work are going to have to overcome this. I have a set of associations. It's a famous face in a way that an unknown face might be easier to put Bruce Wayne onto, but, like, you'll get over it. <laughs> this is literally the photo I tweeted in February because that's Bruce Wayne. To me, this is Bruce Wayne at a gala. Like, that's, that's, for me, I'm so excited. So I can't wait for this bat age. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited for Batwoman. It still looks kind of 
It has a CW look to it, but I'm really curious to see where this show is going to go. I'm so excited that it's actually happening. It feels like there were a hundred different green lights that they had to go (laughs) through. Yeah, this got announced a few times. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But, like, it's for real coming now. We know it's going to be on a night with Supergirl. We know everybody's going to be involved in the the crossover, uh, which will, I'm sure, be fine and not involve any of us crying a bunch. (laughs) We will get into all that on the podcast, but uh, we also... Had a special guest. We had a special guest that's part of the universe of Batwoman because he was on The Flash and the universe of Batman because he was in The Dark Knight. That's right. The one and only David Dusmalchian. Let's talk about it. And you've been able to transition into both sides of this comic lore, starting with that. And, and like, you know, Ant-Man the hair is as important as anything else. Like, you talked about the hair being an important part of the process. If yeah, so gonna... speaking of transformative, <laughs> folks who follow, like, let's say who see this movie and then go back and catch up on Ant-Man are going to get something quite different. Quite different. How did quite you come to the, the comedy side of it? You've done Shakespeare, you've done Dark Knight. How do you land in Ant-Man? The comedy side of things, I was very lucky because comedy is not a skill set for me at all. And I it scares the poop out of me. And I, <laughs> and I went to... So I auditioned, God bless Sarah Finn. She brought me into, a, she knows what a comic book nerd I am. She brought me into audition for Kurt in the original incarnation of Ant-Man, which at that point was being directed by Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I, I came in full character, very different looking character than who we now see in, in the Ant-Man movies. I had shaggier hair and a gold chain and stuff, but it was in that ballpark. So I did my audition. Then she brought me back to read for Edgar, and I read with Edgar. And then I got to do a test, which is where they bring you to Disney, and they have a set, kind of basic set, set up with cameras, and they have the actors that are up for the roles. And at that point, the gang, the 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 the, the wombats, if you will, was were there was more than three of us in that script at that time. I want to say there was maybe six guys in the gang. Um, there were this like crew, this heist crew. So there's a lot of guys there who are testing for these roles. And what they do is then they have some scripted scenes, but Paul's obviously been cast at this point. He's there. Michael Pena has been cast at this point. He's there. And they want to um, see how we interact with them and how we do scenes. So we're doing scenes. And I'm like, I'm dead in the water, you guys, because all these guys who were around me were very funny and really good. And I could tell they were going to like bring it. So my strategy was, because I felt like my character was very um, sardonic and like could give, could give a crap can i say crap crap. (laughs) he's just going to sit back so i just sit back like on couch with um, pretend coffee like uh, watching them do scene and whenever i get line maybe i drop one little bit because there was so much amazing fireworks of comedy happening i felt like i got really lucky that i made that choice because it kind of stood out in that crowd um, because it was just like little bit David Dusmalchian is so impossibly cool. He's in so much amazing genre content. Be sure to check out everything he does. He's fascinating. One of my favorite people to talk to and in the game. giant comic book fan, which is really rad. True sweaty. He no. reads comic books. He is so nerdy. It's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I love him. He deserves all the comic book roles because he's read comic books, much like this week's pull These list. These comics. Yep. We have a pull list this week, starting with The Goon, number two. A brand new run of Eric Powell's The Goon is out right now. We also have Action Comics number 1011, which is the end of this Leviathan insanity that kicks off the summer event. We have a beautiful hardcover version of the Greg Ruck and Nicola Scott joint Black Magic, which I love. We also have War of the Realms, The Punisher number two. Very hard to say, but very good to read. And my surprise pick, which we will get into on the podcast, Matador, a trade paperback collection of a Wildstorm series from like 2005 that I didn't know existed until I saw this. And I was like, wait, Devin Grayson and Brian Stelfreeze? What? What is this book? So finally, we all get to find out. 
Yeah, Jerry Duggan writing Punisher on War of the Realms is an instant sell for me. Uh, we're going to dive deep into all those polls on the podcast, which you can check out Thursday. So buy those tonight, and then we'll talk about them Thursday. But do you have any polls? Anything you're reading right now? Mm, what did I start this week that I had never? Super Dinosaur? Uh, yes! Which is really adorable. And <laughs> I all of a sudden was like, uh, I need more... I can read with my younger cousins. Things. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, so yeah. that one's been my fun so far. That's a fantastic pick. That's an Image Comics book. It yes. is fun for the whole family or for the adult that loves dinosaurs. Whatever. That's not me. Life. What are you Who talking doesn't? about? <laughs> no, it's for my little cousins, like Absolutely. I said. <laughs> it is it is a really beautiful time in comics. We'll get into all of that. Uh, when you join us for the podcast, we're going to talk about the Magic Order. We're going to talk about Goon maybe being a movie. We're going to talk about the James Gunn comments. So much more happened this week. But first off, thank you for being here, Roxy, at last. I, we finally did it. Maybe I'll get an invite back. <laughs> Hopefully, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. You do a great job at this show, and I'm, I'm really excited for you guys both. Thanks Where can so people much. find you on the internet? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer, <laughs> so I keep it nice and easy for the people. Beautiful. Yeah. Hunt down Roxy. And until next I, well, week. Well, I mean, you know, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, hunt me down in a polite, nice. Put out the Roxy bad signal do is what you hunt? should do. Yeah, and, th- and then I'll come to you. <laughs> also, Roxy Stryer should be fair as a superhero name as well. Like Ruby Rose Roxy Stryer. Like, I can see Roxy Stryer on the page. Mm-hmm. I'll thank my parents for that one. I'm just saying, full credit, credit is due. <laughs> All right, so until next week, folks. Stay, stay sweaty. sweaty. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.